third quarter home prices jumped by nearly 25% in Colorado Springs, report shows. Now, for those who are not super, I guess, business savvy, a quarter is 90 days. Okay, so we're talking in a 90-day period, okay, basically the period between July of 2021 Mm -hmm. and October of 2021, October 1st of 2021, basically not 30, 90 day period prices managed to go up by 25%. That's crazy. I mean, that's beyond crazy. It's it completely unsustainable. Check, check one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, broadcasting live from our downtown studios with my executive producer, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's the to the class, baby? What is up? What is up? I am uh, happy to be back home after traveling for Thanksgiving. Yeah, how was that? Where did you uh, end up going? I went to Columbus, Georgia. Nice, um, nice. Hang out with the family. You know, it was pretty smooth, all in all. Um, you know, family is family, so yeah, it's, right. good, it's good to kick it with them and hang out. It's also it's, good to bounce. Yeah, it's also good to be able to go uh, come back home, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just on a more, you know, superficial tip, I'm really feeling my outfit today, man. It is nice. You look You look very, uh, you look classy. Yeah, you man. A classy thing yeah, going. You, y'all can't see it because this is a podcast, but, you know, he's got, he's got his nice jacket going, the stripes on it. He's a yeah. very executive. You look like you're taking on the world today. You know what? I'm going out to view a property um, out in Calhan today. Um, the guy, he's um, he's a landlord, so he had the property rented out before. You know, when you're talking to people on the phone, they're kind of, you know, giving you those questions to Basically, are you guys real? Are right. you guys actually right. serious? Check out your legitimacy. Who do you guys close with? Uh, when you, how quickly, blah, 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 you know, and it's, oh, reason, a, it's reasonable. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, uh, to continue to uh, fortify our credibility, you know, you want to go out there and look nice and, you know, Indeed. have a good presentation. Yeah, so. look the part, man. A lot of wholesalers, a lot of people in the business, I mean, wholesalers, real estate agents, I can't tell you how many times you walk around the office here, we're in a real estate office here in Colorado Springs, and, you know, a lot of people show up in shorts and, Right. And polo shirts. I'm not knocking it. Like if right. you're at a point in your career where you can do that, then I'm all about it. But um, you know, I think looking the part is critical to your success. People say dress for the job you want, right? Well, when you're self-employed, you got to dress for the business you want, right? right? And you look all business today, man. So right. good for you for uh, like that scoring on that front. Let's get to it. Um, got a great article published by our local rag here, the Gazette Telegraph uh, in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And the headline really says it all, but we're going to go into detail and why it's important. But third quarter home prices jumped by nearly 25% in Colorado Springs report shows. Now, for those who are not <laughs> super, I guess, business savvy, a quarter is 90 days. Okay, so we're talking in a 90-day period – Okay, basically the period between July of 2021 mm-hmm. and October of 2020, October 1st of 2021, basically, not, not 30, 90 day period, prices managed to go up by 25%. 
That's crazy. That, I mean, that, that's beyond crazy. It's it completely unsustainable. Now, this doesn't listen. We know this is more of a national show. A lot of people listen to us all across the country, and I really appreciate all of you guys tuning in. But we're based here in the Colorado market, so we talk a little bit more about the marketplace here. But the average price of a home in Colorado Springs right now is around $500,000. Okay, that in and of itself is a guy who grew up here, went to Liberty High School, class of 95, go Lancers. <laughs> I had to get that in. If for my sure, daughter's listening, sure. I know she's not. But if she is, she's also a Lancer, so she'll appreciate that. Um, if you go up by another 25% in a quarter, you're taking your average sales price from 500000 adding 25% to that or one hundred and twenty-five grand, and you've got $625,000 as your average price point if we stay on that path in this quarter as opposed to last quarter, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's just not sustainable. Like, we just don't have the economics. I don't think there are any cities. If you're looking at 25% per quarter, you're going up 25% a quarter times four quarters or 100% a year, meaning take whatever the average price of the house is in your neighborhood right now, double that, and that's the current trajectory Colorado Springs is on right now, okay? So we, we always talk of what, what, how this benefits real estate investors. Well, obviously, it's a really good time to be buy and hold, which is a good time for me to tell a story. Oh, okay. I like this story time. Once upon a time mm-hmm. in 2019, I picked up a property um, in the 80909 area of Colorado Springs. Okay. And I purchased the property. I, I don't quote me on the purchase price, but I want to say it was like 240 250 I, I very rarely remember the purchase price. You, you know why? Because I'm gonna sell them anyway, right? So I'm more interested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more interested what I'm gonna sell profit, them, right? I'm about that back end stuff, right? <laughs> so this property um, on a street called Kingsley, okay, a very a very Kingsley street. So yeah, Kingsley okay. was the location here. Picked up the property for about two forty, two fifty. Don't quote me on that. I don't remember the exact number. Did our basic fix up work? I was actually kind of feeling myself back then. I remember getting this particular flip done. In 14 business days. Ooh, okay. I know. Let's give it up for that. Hold on. Yeah, Thank you. Good. Thank you. Hey, we, we always salute our contractors and our team, and they do a good job. They but, crushed it. Yeah, These guys came in, time. and they crushed it. We had it painted, carpeted, floored. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was I was acting as project manager at this point in 19. We were kind of reestablishing ourselves as a company, so I was on site all day. We're talking oh, wow. eight hours a day. I'd get there when the construction guys got there. I'd leave in the evening, and sometimes after everybody left, I was in there. We, we were in it to win it, right? Fast forward, we sell the property for $310,000. See, that part I remember, because that's what matters, right? right. When you're getting paid on the back end, okay? So it's about January, give or take, when we sell this property of 2019. Let's fast forward to 2020. I see the property hit the market again. I just sold it for 310. I see the property on the market again for 360. What? I know. And I'm a little nauseous, right? Because about a year earlier, I sold it for 310 and was excited, even happy about it. Now it's on the market for 360. Sadly, it's not the end of the story. See, we were in a massive bidding war by this point in 2020. Big shootouts all over the place. Property ended up going, going for like 375. Ooh, ouch. I know. So what's the takeaway from this? Well, after I recovered from a long night of, you know, angry drinking, because that's what I usually do when like, we really Hennessy piss off. Hennessy or Crown. I was, it was a Hennessy night okay. for sure. Like yeah. XO too. Like Ooh. if I'm, if I'm going to go where I was feeling at that moment, I have to get the good stuff, right? <laughs> so I'm sipping there. I realize that I given up $65,000 on the exact same property by simply subtracting 12 months from the time frame, right? And I want to put that in perspective because I flipped 40 houses 
in 2020. My team and I hit 40 houses. So if all of them would have had that same effect, 40, right. $50,000 over, we're talking about a difference in profitability of $2 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does that mean to the real estate investor community? Well, listen, flipping is how I make my, I guess, my income, okay? A lot of investors, my clients, they come to me, listen, Donnie, I want to transcend from whatever I'm doing for a living right now. You know, I've had a wealth of people in construction. I've had people in finance. Um, I've had people who are real estate agents. That, that's been a big, a lot of my clients come over as former, you know, or, or want to be investors who are once real estate agents. And they want to transcend that income and a flipping income. So flipping is how I make my living in a sense of how I pay my bills. Okay. Flipping should not be confused with real estate investing though. Right. And it's not that it's not a real estate investment. It's just a short term investment. Most investments are long term processes. Okay. Couple examples. My buddy bought Apple stock. Wait for it now for $6 a share. What? Right. Back in like 1989. Okay. So we're talking late eighties. He's picking up Apple at six bucks a share. And people are arguing that that company can't compete with the likes of IBM or Microsoft or et cetera. It was a bad investment. Apple wasn't going anywhere. Obviously Steve Jobs was like, whatever, just watch. (laughs) Right. Cause you fast forward 20 years or so. That stock, his original investment in the neighborhood of like five, six hundred dollars, and I'm not, I'm not sugarcoating this at all. Okay, he put six, seven hundred dollars into this stock originally. That original investment is worth about two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars today. Okay, he didn't stop there though. He continued to invest over the long haul. Did what's called dollar cost averaging. Continued to buy into the stock every single month. He'd put a little money into the stock. Now he's got multiple millions of dollars in Apple stock. Okay, and he did that by consistent strategies over a long period of time. The same applies to real estate investing. Okay, real estate flipping is an income producing activity. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of work. I've got a great team, powerful contractors, and all the things that I need to do it. I make it look easy, okay? But it's not easy per se because there's so many moving parts. Real estate investing on the flip side of that is easier because it benefits you over the long haul. Properties that, you know, if we go back to that 1989 space, that same property I told you sold for 375 that I had bought for 240 or 250 was probably selling for 60, 70 thousand dollars in the 80s. It was built in the 60s, okay? So if you had held on to that, you know, 30 years or so, then you're sitting on a property that's gone up four or five times in value. Okay. Now we are seeing hyperinflation. Why we're seeing hyperinflation? There's multiple theories, but the basic theory is that the government is printing a bunch of money to hand out to the people in the form of stimulus packages. Okay, that's that's generally the consensus on why the value of the dollar is going down and the prices of things are going up. Right. But we've seen other times of hyperinflation. The one thing that's beneficial if you're dealing with a hyperinflation market is if you already own hard assets like real estate. I am pretty sure if you would ask most people buying their homes in the 60s and 70s in Colorado Springs or pretty much any market in the U.S., right, if they could have predicted what prices would be in the distant future, they probably would not have wanted to sell those properties. My childhood home in the Briargate area of Colorado Springs, Colorado, my parents purchased for $90,000. Today is comfortably worth $500,000, right? And every time I see my dad, I'm like, Man, if you had bought this and like six others 
I'd be a trust fund baby <laughs> driving around in a Mercedes wearing a ridiculous sweater around my neck, inviting people to tennis. What's up, Buffy? Get around in. <laughs> Working my Carlton voice. I'm going to get that down. Just give me a couple more tries. We'll, we'll be there. We'll get there. All right. The takeaway, guys, is real estate investing is a long-term strategy. Okay, we are seeing hyperinflation. We're seeing the growth of 25% in a quarter right now, and it's amazing. And obviously, a lot of money has been made. I'm doing air quotes when I say made right now, because until you sell the property, you've made nothing, right? A stock can go up by thousands of percent, but until you sell it and to realize the gain, it doesn't it doesn't benefit you. Okay. In the real estate flipping world, we generally own the properties for 90 days. So during that quarter, we saw a massive appreciation and what we were buying it at. Fixing it usually takes 30 days, give or take, 30 to 45 days. Unlike that example where I sold it fast, but generally we said 30 to 45 days of construction. Then you've got your underwriting process, another 30 to 45 days, and you're selling it at about the 90-day mark, give or take, right? Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payments to the credit bureau. We partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores, and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now, that's a messenger bot, and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about Rent Reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. So in a quarter, we saw houses go from 300,000 to a 25% increase on that. It's like $75,000. It's nuts. Okay. But if you're looking, if you're speculating, like we're going to continue that process for the long haul, I got news for you. It's not going to happen. Right. And I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. And obviously my crystal ball is no more effective than any other predictive analytics out there. But I can tell you that it's simply not sustainable to see that level of growth for a prolonged period of time. This article talks about how it happened. It doesn't talk about what's happening today. Today, we are seeing a massive shift in the market. Now, I'm not saying decline, but rather shift. Whereas last quarter, when we posted a property for sale, it could comfortably sell in a matter, we, we measured it in a matter of hours, right? It was hours from listing to first offer. And my, my record on that, by the way, during this year was roughly six hours. Six hours from hitting the market to getting the first offer in, in our email. Okay. So it was a nuts time. Today, we got a couple of listings. They're not languishing per se, but we're certainly not seeing the level of activity we saw just 90 days ago. The takeaway is where there is hyperinflation, there will also be hypercorrection. If we go up really fast, the only expectation is to go down really fast. Now, when is that going to happen? Well, there's a lot of factors that can make that happen. The biggest one is unemployment. We have the, an unemployment market right now. It's actually higher than it is normally. 
But it's not the same type of unemployment we've seen in previous market corrections. See, the type of unemployment we're dealing with now are people just don't want to work. They're sitting at home going, I'm not going to work for the wages that are being paid. I can do better on the government handout programs, the welfare programs, et cetera. So I'm just going to choose not to work. Restaurants are scaling back their schedules, sending people home early, shutting down earlier, opening later, because they simply cannot staff the people they need to maintain the customer service levels that they need to, to stay open. And kudos to them for understanding that and taking it. I really hate when I get bad service. And in the long term, it would be bad for the industry to just continue operating short-staffed. Right. Right? So this unemployment is different. That's why we're not seeing a market hit based on unemployment this time. We're seeing it. We're seeing it for different reasons. The second thing that will impact a massive correction in the marketplace would be interest rates increasing. Right. The article talks about, you know, how it went up a lot, but one of the factors was because the interest rates are so low that people are kind of jumping on board with, man, if I can buy this much house for this kind of payment, I'm going to do this right now. It goes through, stands to reason that interest rates can't stay this low. There are multiple talks. You got the talking head speaking of interest rate increases into 2022. When how, if that's going to happen, who knows, but we do know that rates can't stay in the twos and 3% range for very long because that's a big factor of the inflation that's driving up housing prices, right? right? When housing prices go up, so does everything else though. You need to understand that. Like housing is one of the fundamental core products that we need to survive right alongside with food, right? So if housing goes up, cost of everything tends to go up with it. Right, so we're seeing that cost of milk has gone up, cost of fuel is in the three dollar range. Everything has gone up, not directly cemented the housing, but it's definitely a factor in the overall inflationary market that we're in right now. Okay, so what's going to happen at Colorado Springs in this hyperinflation? What do you think, you know, Jonathan? We went up twenty five percent in third quarter. What kind of appreciation, if any, do you think we should expect for fourth quarter? Uh, well, I've been kind of just doing some research and actually just looking for stuff for. Uh episodes and episodes and things that we're looking to record going forward. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of, um, you know, people just talking about an unseasonably, you know, busy winter, you know, people aren't noticing the seasonal slowdowns that they have usually seen. So although I believe that in these winter months, you know, you're going to see less people looking to sell and less people having, you know, properties on the market, I believe there could, I don't know if it's going to be 25%, but I still think there might you know, be a small percentage of uh, appreciation just based on their, you know, being fewer homes on the market. Yes. And then the people who are looking to buy uh, during this time who actually need to buy, because who actually wants to do any of this during the winter? That's so true, right? Um, and we see that. that every year. We see that there's a, a slowdown, but not a full stop in, right. in the fourth quarter, right? We, you know, we're, we're recording this early December right now, and it doesn't feel much like December. The market doesn't feel like December, but it's also 70 degrees out today, so yeah, right. we're, we're not acting like December in Colorado at all, you know? But all of our market right now has been thrown off by this coronavirus thing. Like We, we don't really know. There's nothing predictable predictable about this year, right? I think we went into 2020 um, understanding that we couldn't predict it. Like it was kind of sort of, well, let's just kind of see what happens. I remember that right. sentiment. We were recording this show. Let's see, you know, we're not going to worry. I'm not going to freak out just yet, but let's kind of see what happens. Now we're in 2021. And I think, at least I'm speaking for myself, that the expectation was that we'd be back to a predictable market again. And we're not. You know, there's really no rhyme or reason to what's going on. Still a heavy impact from coronavirus, and now it's it's Decepticon older brother Omnicron. Om, Omnicron, moronic, uh, 
Anagram. Never mind. It is funny how much a moronic is in Omicron. I'm, we're not going to get started down that road. We're getting a lot of hate email. We don't need that stuff. Um, it, but, you know, I think the market is taking coronavirus seriously. It's responding to it seriously. But nobody really knows if that response is good or bad. Whereas we were expecting during Corona that prices would go down. We were expecting that there'd be less demand for housing. Right. Because mm-hmm. people were going to be focused on staying alive. Right. Right. And then that was the expectation going into all of 2020. But what was the reality? Quite the opposite. See, a lot of people who were focused on staying alive pulled their property off the market, mm-hmm. not certain when they were going to put it back on the market because they weren't sure they wanted to do showings. Then for a short stint there in 2020, we were forbidden to do showings at all. So we couldn't even go see the properties, period. All this led to, I mean, I remember I was in downtown Denver at the time. I go, this is the end. Like, this is what's going to throw the market off. We're going to start seeing the big collapse right now. And that that collapse takes time to recover from. It's about a year before you're, you're at the other side of that when, it re, when it's serious, you know. So we were kind of battening down the hatches. We were preparing for the worst. What happened was quite the opposite. Because of all that inventory reduction, all these people pulling off the market, and now people getting stranded, in a sense, in their homes, trapped by the fact that they couldn't go on vacation anymore. Anymore, right? They couldn't travel. They couldn't even go to the grocery store anymore. You had to put a mask on. All these things that had changed in our lives. We saw the opposite effect where housing prices actually soared through the roof. You know, mm-hmm. low inventory combined with boredom, really, is this kind of was the combination. Like, oh my God, right. we got to move. We're stuck in this house, you know, 12, 16 hours a day. You know, we can't get out anymore. Can't go work anymore. Now a lot of people are working from home. You know, employer forced them to do that. So you start to realize the square footage, the house that you had may not fit your needs as well as it could have. Yeah, for sure. Right? So what's going to happen next? Well, we know that we can't continue to see 25% a quarter. We shouldn't be facing 25% a year. The average appreciation rate in Colorado Springs anyway has been about 6% a year. Now we're doing 25% and a quarter. If that doesn't sound like hyperinflation to you, I don't know what does. So how does an investor benefit from this? Hold on, right? There's a saying in the crypto market, which I've been trading, trading a lot in HODL, hold on for dear life, right? And that's what you should be doing as a real estate investor right now in this market, because we know for certain that this is not over, right? The appreciation is going to continue. Interest rates will eventually impact it, but it takes time even when they raise the rates, which they haven't done yet. But even when the rates go up, it takes a while for that to trickle into the market. People are still super eager to be homeowners in the town, in, in town, right? And you have that all across the country. The desire for home ownership is extremely high right now because of this appreciation. See, they're seeing their buddy who bought a house for $380,000. It's now worth across the street selling for four seventy five, And they're going, I want a piece of that action right? So I would hold on for dear life right now. I'd be looking at real estate as a long-term investment for as much as you can. That being said, it's hard to make big money or consistent income from hold real estate. You've got your rental income, yeah. but that generally pays three to $400 a month. You know, if you're doing well, depending on where you buy the property, you got to have a lot of those yeah, to maintain a living, Exactly. right? You know, 10, 20 of them to, to, to manage. So you got to find something you're going to do professionally while you're holding, right? A lot of people turn to being an agent. They broker deals for other people. They make their money that way. We're still flipping our way through this process because there's some great deals in the flipping market. But my point is, is you really want to be focused on how much real estate you can hold. And that goes into looking for better financing, better banking relationships. Long-term holds require lower interest rates. 
right? When you're buying as a flip, you're generally buying at 8 to 12% interest. If you're buying it with hard money, that's, that's what I'm paying right now anyway. Um, so you can't hold on to it for the long term for that. You got to find a way out of that. The key to that is be able to get good financing in place and hold on because you want to buy properties like the one I bought on Kingsley. If I could have held on to that, that's an extra sixty, seventy thousand dollars. I look at all the properties I flipped last year, and I'm going, man. If I could have held on to those to get through this year, I'd be in an entirely different place financially right now. Sure. Plus that rental income. Plus it's just opportunity. The opportunity is sitting there, and you know sometimes we. Uh, doing what we know to do and what we're comfortable doing. We sometimes don't see those opportunities, yep. but at the same time, um, you know, that does give us perspective and that does give us the ability to now that we know, Hey, let's, let's go ahead and pivot a little bit and uh, start working on holding more of these deals instead of you know, just trying to offload all of them so quickly. So absolutely. And a term you're going to hear a lot coming up is subject to, oh, I want yeah. you to pay attention to that because the takeover payment uh, industry is going to become huge when people can't sell anymore because the appreciation is not keeping up, you know, but if you can hold on to stuff, either subject to, or getting financing or however you can do it, that's how in the long term you're going to make the most money playing this real estate game. And listen, if you're just kind of stuck, if you don't know where to get started, this is what our coaching is all about. Having a sit down, finding out where you're at in your real estate investment journey and how we can get you to the other side of it through our strategies for helping you find fund, fix and flip your investment property. So to get started, to simply reach out. We'll get you into coaching, get you started so you can build your empire today because the time is now, the place is here, and the market is primed for it right now. So we're going to wrap up with that. Check out this article about Colorado Springs, uh, Colorado going up by 25%. I'd love to hear your hyperinflation stories from wherever market you have to be listening to us in right now um, to see if we can help you out and getting and taking advantage of this in your very market. Reach out to Jonathan. We'll set up a coaching call time, see if this is a good fit for you. For now, that's our show. I am Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, thanking you as always for tuning into the show and reminding you now and always, don't buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.